0: x squared. So that delta x equals the square root of 0.077a squared minus 0, from which we derive the square root of 0.077a squared. And also, the uncertainty in p is equal to the square root of bracket p squared minus bracket p squared, which also equals the square root of h over a squared, which lets us delta x, delta p equals the square root of 0.077a squared, h over a squared and 1.74
1: h bar, okay? The uncertainty principle.
0: It proves we can't ever really know what's going on. But even though you can't
2: figure anything out, you will be responsible for it on the midterm.
1: Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I start opening up with that scene from a movie called A Serious Man, which if you haven't seen it, I just played you the really the only good scene. It's kind of a it's kind of a nobody movie that I I think uh, my wife bought a like a four pack of movies with uh, John Turturro or somebody in it, and uh, and uh, this happened to be one of them. And I said, eh, I got it, I'll watch it. And that one scene, that one scene is really the only good part. Uh, the uncertainty principle means we can never know what's going on, which is kind of uh, what we're seeing, you know, the, the contrast between Trump and Biden. Trump being so transparent, telling us what he thinks, telling us what he's going to do, actually following through with what he's going to do, having things make sense. And then we see Biden comes in with all the the former Obama uh, administration. People that have no clue how th- how life works, how the economy works, how uh, human human behavior works. So you know, and and um, unintended consequences of certain things. Now, hey, we're going to give everybody help out unemployment, but hey, that's not going to get our economy going back because people making too much money on unemployment, they don't want to go to work. It's a, it's a all mixed up, as the song was all mixed up by the cars. From the 1970s. What a great group. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I'm going to talk about all the mixed up stuff that's going on this week and, uh, and, and my opinion of it. And before I do, uh, let me uh, let me introduce myself. For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, you want to talk to someone who, who thinks like you. And by the end of the show, uh, if you're still listening, you probably think like me. And so I'm the, I'm your guy. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. And uh, one last time, dear night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because it's kind of personal and it seems so, uh, it seems so, seems so, uh, so personal because now I hear your voice. And, you know, I might actually look at your credit report and I might actually uh, ask you some personal questions. And now you, I hear your voice and and, uh, you know, you just don't want to go to that level of commitment just yet. Go to Ed Click on the summit funding logo. That'll take you to my lending page. Put in as much information as you want me to have. And uh, you'll hear back from uh, myself or one of my talented teammates. And we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle whether that's uh, purchasing a piece of property you'd like to own, or whether it's refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if it's uh, looking into one of those fantastic uh, financing tools for people over 62 called the reverse mortgage, uh, call me toll free, 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net. And we'll uh, help you find, uh, find out about what's this reverse mortgage thing all about. You know, you can refinance a house with equity uh, with the reverse mortgage, you can also buy a house. So if you're, if you're thinking, Hey, it's time to downsize or it's time to, to move out of this crappy California neighborhood and get into a different neighborhood. Um, whether that's in California or one of the following States, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Utah, Colorado, Arkansas, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington. I don't think I left any out. I think that's I think that's on Ohio, uh, any of those 15 states, uh, I can help you out in in relocating or buying an uh, extra house there. So you have a quick escape um, and you can buy those with a reverse mortgage. So you're buying a $400,000 house. You can put down like 200,000 and have no payments just as if you paid cash for it. So anyway, if you want more information, 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net, click on the Summit Funding logo. If you want to hear any part of the show replayed, also on edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page. And you'll have this show as well as several past shows. And you can also get the podcast uh, on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes uh, where you can actually uh, or Apple podcast where you can actually uh, uh, subscribe for free. It'll download automatically once a week to your uh, to your computer or your iPad or your iPod or your mini pad or your max maxi pad or your iPhone or your iWatch anywhere you can get a, uh, a podcast on, you can hear it on demand. If you're looking for this show and you can't find it, you're not trying hard enough. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman. All the other social medias I'm at big head at big Ed Hoffman. Uh, the Facebook page is uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And if you have comments on the show, uh, email me at ed at ed <clears throat> or fill out the, the, uh, the, the, uh, contact, uh, page contact form on net which a lot of you've been doing. Um, you know what, uh, a few little, a few little things that pop pop into my brain before I get into the big stuff is, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the, the Joe Biden, uh, Coast Guard joke. Joe Biden gave his first commencement address as commander in chief. What a great guy for a commencement speech. Can you imagine people go through college or they go through, uh, uh, Coast Guard Academy, or they go through uh, West Point or they go, you know, just what you want to do is you, you, you grind yourself through, through all this hard work and studying and all whatever it takes to get through the, uh, the Coast Guard Academy. And, uh, and one thing you really want is a, somebody inspirational like Joe Biden. So, uh, it was there, he fumbled a joke and called the graduates dull for not laughing. Let's listen. I
2: can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man, is the sun getting to you? I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but being here together.
1: Yeah, uh, golf clap everybody because uh, the guy who calls himself president uh, just told you he made a funny joke. Did it? Did it make sense to any any one of you? I don't think so because he didn't say it right. And uh, and of course we're going to ignore the fact that that uh, Biden's speechwriters are just spe- uh, just stealing speeches from Ronald Reagan from 31 years earlier in 1988. Reagan said this: "My Coast Guard aides have been excellent.
2: One of them taught me that." And I quote, the Coast Guard is that hard nucleus about which the Navy forms in time of war.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, now that you say, hey, it's the hard nucleus about which the Navy forms when they're going into war. So they form around the hard nucleus. About which, around which, whichever one he said. Now listen to, now listen to Biden again, how he said it. I can only
2: assume that you will enjoy educating your family about now the coast guard is quote the hard nucleus around the navy forms in times of war you are quite you're a really dull class
1: yeah what a uh <laughs> I mean come on man is just- what an excellent delivery what an excellent delivery you know it's uh it uh reminds me of a clip from uh from uh a good year good morning Labrats. today we're shifting gear
2: today is Greedy Bastard Day. The
1: secret to riches, lab rats, is the same as the secret to comedy. Timing. You know, that delivery thing is, that delivery thing on comedy, that's the reason why uh, you can't just go up with a joke book and uh, do stand-up. You gotta, you gotta know how to deliver stuff. So it's, a, it's kind of a talent. Kind of a talent. So let's talk about what's going on this week and uh, let's talk about uh, uh, mass confusion not mask confusion, mask confusion. Joe Biden's announcement that vaccinated people can stop wearing masks in public has resulted in national confusion. I know my confusion is I walk in a place without a mask and I say, do I need to wear a mask? I walk into El Pollo Loco the other day to order some food. I said, do I need to wear this? And the guy goes, no. All right, I like that. But that's not everywhere. That's not everywhere. Last week, CDC guidance based on new science that no one has produced because it doesn't exist, so, but their guidance contrasts the decisions of several private companies and the mandates of of various states like ours. Companies like Home Depot, Trader Joe's, Walmart, and Target have removed their store mask mandates, but not in California. You know what? Why would you want to buy a house in another state other than California? And I don't know. I don't know, but I got one in Montana. I got one in uh, Arizona, so uh, I'm prepared so in California, where Gavin Newsom has said the mask mandate is still in place until June 15th. So if you go into one of these stores here, you're still getting a dirty look if you don't have your mask on. In fact, I think I said this uh, last week. I was in uh, CBS in Moreno Valley, and uh, some lady go, I was had my mask, and I pulled it down under my mouth so the lady could hear me. And uh, And the lady behind me in line says, you're not wearing your mask properly. You're not wearing your mask properly. And I said, well, okay, I guess I'm not protected then. Well, either are the rest of us. I don't think that's uh, how things work, but we're going to talk about that as we go along. But according to our state secretary of health, Dr. Mark Gailey, this is for our own good. This four-week period will give Californians time to prepare for this change. Sounds like a scene from Rudy.
0: You ready, Chad?
2: I've
0: been ready for this my whole life. Can you take us out on feet.
1: Yeah, we've been ready for this. Are we? Do we need to prepare for not wearing masks? We've been doing it our whole life. I don't understand what the... Well, this is going to give us time to prepare. Prepare for this change of not wearing masks. I got an idea. Just take it off. On Monday, Biden gave a speech that was supposed to clear up the confusion. But did it?
2: Last week the CDC announced that if you're fully vaccinated, you no longer have to wear a mask. They reported that science, the science now shows that your vaccination protects you as well as being masked or better than being masked. So you can protect yourself from serious illness from COVID by getting vaccinated or wearing a mask until you're fully vaccinated. Either way, you're protected. As I said last week, Some people may want to continue to wear a mask, even if they are fully vaccinated. That's a decision they can make. Some businesses may want to continue to require wearing masks. Let's all be kind and respectful to one another as we come out of this pandemic and respect those who want to continue to wear a mask, even if they've been vaccinated.
1: Hey, you know what? uh, I remember seeing a lady in the store, an Asian lady in the store, wearing a mask uh, before COVID was even a, we weren't on lockdown. We weren't on any of this stuff. They were just talking about a little bit in the news and this Asian lady's walking through the store with a mask on. I'm thinking, why is she wearing a mask? But you know what? I didn't, I didn't get in her face and say, why are you wearing a mask? I didn't uh, question her, her free, her free will to wear a mask if she wants. Maybe she just doesn't uh, like the smell of uh, that particular store. I don't know. Uh, Maybe she likes the smell of her breath that, that much, but whatever the case, you know did that did that, and that did that statement by biden really clear anything up because again his delivery isn't really clear you know they talked about reagan being the 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 great communicator and i think trump was a pretty good communicator because everybody knew what was going on he ended, everybody knew what he meant when he said stuff um cuz he made it clear biden's just rambling about stuff and he doesn't have voice inflection or pauses or any any clear communication and uh and we don't know really what's going on so meanwhile nancy pelosi issued a 500 hundred dollar fine to these congressional republicans for not wearing masks on the house floor marjorie taylor green from georgia chip roy from texas lauren bobert from colorado thomas massey from kentucky and madison Cawthorn from north carolina uh beth van doon from texas louie gohmert from texas Ralph Norman from South Carolina, Marty, or Mary Miller from uh, Illinois, and uh, Brian Mass from Florida. Brian Mass said it was the best $500 I ever spent. He also tweeted this, Pelosi just fined me $500 for not wearing a mask on the House floor, despite CDC.gov saying it's safe to take them off. I fought and lost two legs defending our freedom from terrorists, so I certainly won't let Pelosi take it away now. You know what? Uh, Brian Mass, thank you for your service and your sacrifice for this country. I'm sorry for uh, you and others like you um, that have uh, paid that price to see our country uh, swirling around the toilet bowl and ready to go down for everything that we that we believe in. So, uh, you know, they're just going to you know notice none of the Democrat, none of the Democrats got fined only republicans and maybe the democrats are just uh maybe that they just have a better way of organizing they're getting everybody to to wear their masks and the republicans just say uh i'm not a sheep you know this this whole covid thing was a experiment to see how gullible the american people are hey let's just tell them there's a there's this covid thing out there and see if we can get people to stay in their houses let's see if we can get people to uh wear masks all the time let's see if we can get people to uh get freaked out and buy all the toilet paper. Let's see if we can let's just see how gullible the american people are and uh then then eventually we'll just start putting their food in a little in a little clicker and every time we ring the bell they'll run up and push a button and a little little bite of food will come out. We'll see how how much uh these people are like uh lab rats. So uh uh Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi was asked about the fines in her press conference Thursday. Here's what she said.
0: Well, what the uh, what the uh, attending physician, and that's the guidance we have to go by, uh, said is unless people are vaccinated, we have to continue to wear masks uh, in our meetings and on and on the floor. And so that's what we are doing. Uh, it is unfortunate that a large number of people in the Congress have refused to be vaccinated, or I don't know what it is. I don't know refused or or have been vaccinated and don't want to admit, I don't know what that is because I shouldn't know it's, it's their personal business. Uh, But until they, as as the doctor said, until they are vaccinated, we cannot have uh, meetings without masks.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Do you hear any, this is, this is the uncertainty principle. This is why you can never know what's going on. Wait, didn't Biden just say that you're protected if you've had the, the vaccination better than wearing a mask. So would you assume that you're vaccinated so you're not in any danger? So if the people that aren't wearing masks, whether they've been vaccinated or not, shouldn't really matter to anybody else, should it? I don't know. This is called deductive reasoning. I don't know. It just, you know, when I hear it, when I hear, Hey, the CDC says you're safe. If you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask inside or outside. That's the guidance we have to go after. No, the attending physician says until everybody's been vaccinated, I don't understand why that puts anybody else at risk if they've been vaccinated. One reporter asked Pelosi how long she plans to continue this mask mandate in the White House. Will, uh, will she wait for everyone to get vaccinated?
0: Waiting for them or yeah. is there an alternative? Yeah, we have to wait for them to be vaccinated because they are selfishly a dangerment to other people, including staff people here. Uh, so uh, while we all hopeful uh, uh, that we can reach a place where it is safe for people to be—what is this, the honor system? The honor system as to whether somebody has been vaccinated? Do you want them breathing in your face on the strength of their honor? We have a responsibility to make sure of that the House of Representatives chamber is not a petri dish but the uh, because of the selfishness of some not to be vaccinated
1: oh we want to make sure that the the house of representatives is not a petri dish yeah it's just breeding disease in there uh you know what uh do you want someone breathing in your face when they haven't been vaccinated no 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 you're backwards nancy pelosi it's time for you to retire it's time for you to go away you don't understand they just said you're safe you're safe if you've been vaccinated. So if you're safe, then it doesn't really matter if the other people have been vaccinated because you're safe. And what Joe Biden said is, "It's you're actually protected as good or better than wearing a mask. So why does any of this stuff matter? And you know what? If you don't want someone breathing in your face, tell them to step back. We talked about this about, a, hey, you know, when the CDC a couple of months ago said, well, six feet, we're really, we're really thinking you're, you're good with, uh, you're good with, with three feet. And I said, three feet isn't social distancing. Three feet is your personal space. If someone gets, gets closer than three feet to me, it better be my wife. So, or, or unless I'm giving you a hug or something for a, for a, uh, for a couple of seconds, that's it. That's it. So if someone's breathing in your face, you want someone breathing in your face? No, I don't want anybody breathing in my face. That's why I have my personal space. You've seen those? Uh, if you've seen those bumper stickers that say, if you can read this bumper sticker, you're too close. Back off. Okay, so let's talk about COVID relief fraud that's been uh, coming out this week. Uh, file this under things we could have predicted a year ago, things I've been actually saying that I've witnessed uh, in the past year. Uh, the Labor Department estimates at least $63 billion in COVID relief has been wasted on fraudulent claims. Man, I could have never predicted that. Now the Justice Department has assembled a task force to root out COVID relief fraud across all 50 states. Here are just some of the known cases of high-dollar COVID relief fraud. This week, eight Brooklyn residences, all males in their teens, all in their early 20s. We won't talk about anything else that, uh, that they all eight had in common because we don't want to be called racist. But... They all had some things in common, were charged with conspiracy and fraud for a scam to obtain millions of dollars in unemployment benefits funded by COVID relief programs. From June of last year to April of this year, they submitted fraudulent unemployment claims to to the New York Department of Labor using the identities of third-party victims. Ultimately, they raked in $2 million. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, several of them were caught after posting photos on social media in which they were holding and fanning out large sums of cash. Well, are you, are you stupid or something? Well, these guys are all in their teens, so yeah, they are stupid or something. But, you know, they figured a way how to how to fraudulently make uh make unemployment claims and have checks sent to them or I guess unemployment is transferred into a bank account and they put their bank account instead of somebody else's bank account and all of a sudden they have all kinds of cash. Reminds me of a of a, a story about um a guy who robbed a bank but apparently had his wallet in his hand. And when he grabbed the money and left, he left his wallet on the, on the counter at the bank. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe that's how stupid people are last month, last month. here's the next one going up uh, with bigger chunks. That was a uh, $2 million. Now here's last month. A Florida couple was charging a $5 million COVID release scam since last March, last March of last year, the couple submitted at least 70 fraudulent loan applications seeking funds from the Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. So that's uh, EIDL and the PPP. Listing shell companies that they or their relatives set up. I think if I go back and listen to some of my old tapes of uh, my shows, I think I, I predicted there was going to be a run on, uh, on LegalZoom to set up corporations. Pay 99 bucks get a corporation, then file a claim and get 99,000. I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's me. I just predicted this stuff. Records show they use, use some of the money to pay off a luxury vehicle while about 62,000 was spent at casinos. They were also caught on social media after posting Facebook video, showing a hotel room littered with hundred dollar bills and at least 5,000 in merchandise from Louis Vuitton. You know, you, you know that, you know, that you got money that wasn't yours because you just dumped 62,000 spent at casinos. Um, you know what? I personally, I personally, uh, uh, I can tell you a story about, um, gambling that, uh, you know, what? I just, Don and I have a place in uh, bullhead city right across from Laughlin and we go to Las Vegas occasionally. Well, not, not, not again until the, uh, till it's completely open, but, uh, and it clean and it's cleaned up, but you know, I just don't, I just don't, gamble a lot i don't gamble a lot because i work for my money and and if i win a thousand bucks it doesn't change my life and if i lose five bucks it it angers me so so i'm just not a good person for gambling um just by the nature of of how it works um and these guys go in there with get 5.8 million dollars of scam money and they just blow it because it's not theirs kind of like all the money people are getting from unemployment uh, when they're while they're working under the table somewhere. Hey, there's a lot more of this stuff to talk about, but I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. So uh, give me five minutes for traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and I'll be right back with the rest.
2: It's
1: all mixed up. It's all mixed up. It's all mixed up. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and finance. On the radio, which is what I do, but if uh uh i could I could talk for hours on it, but I've found by trial and error and by uh by just testing this theory that you guys listen more to stuff you're interested in, so if you're not in the market, not in the market for a for a refinance or purchasing a house, then you just don't pay attention as close so uh but if you are if you are interested in finding out interest rates are still low. They were a little bit lower a few few months back, but the interest rates are still low. It's uh, good if you're buying a house. It's good if you're uh, refinancing a house, and it's great if you're, uh, if you're a senior and you want to check out one of those uh, reverse mortgage things, because the lower the interest rate is, the more, more percentage of your, uh, of, your, uh, of your equity you get to get out. So anyway, uh, if you want more information, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Um, so we were talking about the uh, COVID relief fraud that's going on, and uh, we just talked about these uh, these teens that scammed a bunch of uh, unemployment claims uh, and got two million dollars and uh, eight teenagers, and uh, and they got all this stuff, and they went on social media and flashed all the money on the on the social media, and then then this Florida couple that charged a uh, $5.8 million of COVID, uh, uh, COVID relief money. They scammed by uh, submitting a uh, paycheck protection programs and the EIDL loans from the SBI SBA, uh, listing shell companies that, uh, they set up on uh, probably on legal zoom and, uh, which I predicted. And, uh, and they, they also went on social media and, and, uh, showed all their money and their, their hotel room littered with hundred thousand dollar bills and, uh, and, uh, uh, at least five thousand dollars of merchandise from Louis Vuitton, and they do this stuff because it's not their money. It's not their money. And I told you the story of the of uh, of me and gambling and why I don't do that. I'll give you another. I'll give you another example of why people don't mind spending the money when they scammed it. Um, we were in Las Vegas. I was just starting to develop some wealth, and we were in the. I think we're at the Mirage, and Don and I stopped at a at a watch store in the hotel. And we're looking at a, at a, a Rolex and a Rolex watch that was $10,000. So that's not even an expensive Rolex. Um, and, uh, Don said, get it. You deserve it. You work hard for your money. We can afford it. And I said, I'm not feeling that wrapping $10,000 around my wrist to tell me what time it is. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And we walked, you know, uh, later that year, she bought it, she bought it and gave it to me for Christmas. So, uh, and then, uh, so I got it anyway and I still have, have it today. And, uh, but later that weekend we were walking by one of their, you know, you walk down the, the little thing with all the shops in there and, uh, and there's a expensive, expensive suit place. And there's a shirt and tie in the shirt and tie in there. It's some Italian maker. And we went in and looked at it. And it's like 600 bucks for the shirt and the tie. And I'm going, I'm not feeling 600 bucks, but you know we walked by it a couple more times. I said, "Okay, I'll treat myself to that." And uh, but you know what? The reason that that I have the money and I and I don't easily, I don't just throw it away because I worked for it. There's a lesson there, folks. If you work for something, you value it. You don't waste it. You don't throw it away. When we just give it to people, they don't value anything and and they throw it away. Let's talk about the next uh, fraud. Um this one's more local. This one's in January, two Orange County men were charged in a scheme that cost Californians 11 million dollars. The man opened a business called Win Social Services, okay? So N G U I E N Social Services. Um not to put any color on this about uh what kind of people are doing this, um but uh, the purpose of this was to help people file fake unemployment claims after the first round of enhanced benefits from the CARES Act. Orange County prosecutors say the men were charging up to $700 a pop to file false unemployment claims. And the police raided their strip mall store in Garden Grove, where there was a line of customers snaking around the parking lot and huge stacks of cash inside the store. Hmm. When there's an opportunity to get free money, they'll pay up to $700 cash up front to file a phony claim so that they can get Free money from the government in California. Some some of the uh, fraud was enabled by leaders who made uh, made hasty decisions at the start of COVID. One of them is Julie Sue, the head of California's Labor and Workforce Development, and one of Biden's top picks for U.S. Sec, uh, Labor Secretary from the Hill on uh, from the from the Hill on May eighth. They said the most significant fraud on taxpayer funds in California history took place at the Employment Development Department, the EDD. Here's how it went down. When the pandemic hit, millions of Californians tried to apply for unemployment insurance benefits. In response, the EDD system crumbled. That means their computers crashed. Fewer than 1% of the calls were answered by agency helpline. The outrage was so great that the state leaders demanded an EDD audit. The audit showed that the EDD leaders, including Julie Sue, decided to respond to the pandemic chaos by allowing staff to cut corners on unemployment verification. So uh, we don't really need to check and see if these people are real. Let's just not make anybody mad. We'll just send them money. As a result, California paid out more than $11 billion in fraudulent unemployment claims on Sue's watch, including $1 billion to convicted criminals, some of which were on death row. They're sending unemployment stuff, unemployment claims to someone on death row. Hmm. You think that guy was really unemployed? think that guy really had a job. He's sitting there waiting, waiting for the for the the wheels of of justice to turn. And so that once he's once they're once they're sentenced to death, let's just keep him alive for another 20 years at the taxpayer's uh, expense. A fraudulent claim was even made in the name of Senator Dianne Feinstein. Uh, how do we know? How do we know it was fraudulent? Maybe Dianne Feinstein really filed that claim. Hmm. Could happen. Might have happened. Um, But when announcing the results of the audit, Sue didn't seem to take much responsibility. Remember, this is who Biden wanted to appoint to run the Department of Labor for the entire country.
0: There is no sugarcoating the reality. California did not have sufficient security measures in place to prevent this level of fraud. Of the $114 billion in unemployment benefits paid by California since March, approximately 10% has been confirmed as fraudulent.
1: Well, you know, the the uh California just didn't have sufficient security measures in place. Well maybe you guys should have just taken some uh, common sense to do that. Um and I think about I think about um before I got custody of my kids when they were little, uh my uh my uh the 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 egg donor that created created my kids Um, That became my ex. Um, I was paying her child support while she, while she had custody of the kids, even though, even though I went for custody and I didn't get it. Then uh, she kept using child support money for something other than taking care of the kids. And she got evicted from her place a couple of times. And then I said, Hey, kids need to be in stable environments. They were two and three said, they're staying with me when you want to see them just call ahead of time and uh, and you can take them. Well, one day she took them to the welfare office and said, I'm not, my ex is not paying child support. And she had the kids with him and she filed a, a welfare claim. And about a year later, about a year later, um, I had to renew my real estate license. And, uh, and when I did all, I sent in all my stuff, they sent me a letter saying, here, here's your real estate license. We, we extended it for 120 days. Well, typically it's four years at a time. This time it was four months because you're, you come up on the, uh, on the deadbeat dad's list. So I called the, uh, I called the, 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 deadbeat dad's section of the, uh, of the district attorney's office in Riverside. And I said, Hey, the kids, I don't pay child support because the kids live with me. Well, our records show the kids live with your ex. And I said, well, that's not the case because she kept getting evicted. So I'm making sure they have a stable house. She goes, well, she came in here and said that you weren't paying her. And I said, well, she could say anything, but that's not the truth. She goes, well, I said, why don't you at least call me and see if, if any of that stuff was true. Cause my, even though I've moved a couple of times, my phone number has remained the same. And she goes, you know how much it would cost for us to have to call on every one of these things. I said, how much did it cost the fact that you just didn't call on, the, on those things <clears throat> that led to my next, uh, child custody battle, which I won. And, uh, I would assume they were going to go after her for welfare fraud, um, but I would assume they probably never did just because that's how our justice department works. But uh, that's how things go. The government doesn't take the time and there's, there's always time to do it over, but there's never time to do it right. The first time there's always, there's never time to do it right. There's always time to do it over. So let's just spend gazillions of dollars, fixing it, going after people who got the money and spent it. You're never going to get them back. You're never going to get the money back. Uh, you could put him in jail if you want, which will cost us more money, but put him in jail anyway, because it's worth it. Um, but the uh, we just don't we don't have the safeguards and too many people are whining. So we just gave him the money. Amazing. So let's talk about uh, the new Joe Biden's uh, how he's trying to buy the love of the American people. Um, you know, there's there's so many people in this country that will just love love on Biden as long as he's giving them money. The uh, problem is, is Biden doesn't have any money to give. The money he's given is ours. For those of you that have half your paycheck and don't get it all back, taken by the by the government, and then at the end of the year, you don't get it back, you're paying taxes. Those of you that pay a little bit each, each paycheck, and then at the end of the year, you get more than what you paid in, okay, you guys don't pay taxes. So, uh, right or wrong, that's just how it is. So... Um, on Monday, the final extended deadline to file taxes, he made an announcement that 39 families, 39 million families who received child tax credits will now receive payments monthly. The payments are normally given annually as tax refunds or tax credits in case you owe money. For the first time in history, they'll be distributed monthly starting on July 15th. This is part of the expanded child tax credit program in Biden's American Rescue Plan. Of course, that was That was the first one before the before the jobs plan and before the family plan uh, for the other four hundred trillion, four hundred four trillion dollars before the other four trillion dollars. How does it work, Joe?
2: It's a one year cut that reduces your taxes by three thousand dollars a year for each child you have under the age of 18. Two kids, it's a six thousand dollar tax cut. And if those kids are under the age of six, they'll actually get $3,600 per child. So as you file your taxes a day, know that your tax cut is coming. But this, here's the great news. You won't have to wait until your next year's tax return to get that break. I'm announcing today that on July 15th, and the 15th of every month thereafter, throughout the year, you will get deposited in your bank account half of your tax cut at least, 250 dollars per child each month.
1: Yeah, 250 dollars per child each month. they're going to deposit. Now, re, now responsible budget. Responsible budgeting would say, pay your taxes and uh and your bills all year and we'll give you uh give you the credit towards your taxes when it's time to true up everything when it's time to balance that means file your taxes and say okay this is what i paid this is what i made uh where are we at okay well you didn't quite pay enough so you owe us another 900 bucks or you owe us another nine thousand bucks or whatever it is or hey you paid up and with with all these taxes you get a refund okay or if you're if you're a little bit more better if you're a little bit smarter at math and if you're a little bit smarter about how taxes work and you need that money upfront, you raise your exemptions on your uh, on your W four form with your for your, with your uh, employer, so you get a little bit more money back. So you won't just won't pay that money in, and when you get tax credits, you're even. Um, that would be that would be the the normal way to do it. But instead, the government wants to write checks to you. They don't know if the kids still live with you. They don't even know if you're still there. Remember how they sent out ballots for mail-in balloting? You know, they sent in everybody who's ever every, everybody who's ever registered to vote. So, you know what, if if you rent an apartment and you registered to vote there, and then you moved out, and then somebody else moved in the apartment for the next couple of years, and then they moved out, and then somebody rented the apartment for the next few years. So if you read, if you if you registered 20 years ago, that apartment got like uh, 10 different ballots for 10 people that, didn't, that don't live there anymore. They just sent one to everybody. So that won't, that won't uh, create fraud, will it? So this is what the government's doing with $300, $3,000 a year, or th- uh, $3,600 a year if you're under six. Tell us more, Joe.
2: So if you're a working family with two kids, you're gonna get $500 a month into your bank account on the 15th of every month, starting July. We're getting uh, and and we are getting you uh, a tax cut this year now when you need it and not have to wait. And if you get your tax cut refund deposited in your bank account automatically, this tax cut will be put into your account automatically. If not, it will be mailed to you. This tax cut sends a clear and powerful message to American workers, working families with children.
0: Help is here.
1: Yeah. Help is here, help is here. You know what? Uh, I just, I just don't think this makes sends the right message. How many more babies will will be will be will be born out of wedlock if we keep uh, uh, policies like this? Well, you know, we just have kids, just have kids. I talked to uh, one of my renters who uh, sold six of my rental houses, and they wanted to buy the they wanted to buy the house. And I said, okay, if you want to buy it, you can buy it. Um, except for, uh, they have, they have, uh, while we've been talking about this for six months, she decided to just file bankruptcy on one of her, just file bankruptcy in January. And I'm going, wait a minute, what'd you file bankruptcy on? How much did you owe? 14,000. And so how are you going to buy a house? Well, I've got, I got, I got $14,000 in, in cash. I'm just not sure how I, how I use that. And so number one, we can't use cash. Number two, if you had 14,000, why don't you pay your bills? but you don't qualify now. How about, how about your daughter? Your daughter uh, wants to help. Uh, Well, you know, she's getting $10,000 on her income tax refund. Okay. Well, what does she do? Well, she, uh, she gets paid to, uh, she gets paid to take care of me. $1,900 a month. Well, how are you going to afford an $1,800 house payment? If your whole income is 1,900. How about, how about her husband? Well, she's not married. Well, she just had a baby. Uh, How about her baby daddy? Oh, I don't want him on. I say, well, if you, if you don't want him co-signing for your house, why would you let him have a kid with your, with your daughter? Well, you know, and I say, how is she going to get a $10,000 refund if, she's, uh, if only she only makes $1,900 a month? Oh, because we have kids. Oh, I get it. I get it. I don't want to point fingers at anybody, but this is, this is, these are the unintended, unintended consequences of some of the policies in this country and how people just abuse them. And the policies of this administration are what's wrong with this country and because it just makes people react different. It's not okay to stay at home and just and do nothing and just wait for your money to come in. And can you see how, how step by step by step they're getting people um, uh, dependent on the government? And I've used this example many times, but if you go up to Mammoth Lakes, there's stickers all over the place that says, please don't feed our bears. Is that because is that because they don't like bears? They don't want the bears to eat? No, they don't want them to get dependent on people. They want them to live in their natural environments and, and find berries and stuff that how they eat normally. They don't want them coming into town, being around the people, looking for people to throw them food. Don't feed the bears. Stop feeding the people. The government needs to stop feeding the people so they don't become uh, dependent on it. So let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about Israel and Hamas. What's going on over there before we run out of time today? Thanks to some diplomacy help from, uh, from Egypt, Israel and Hamas announced a ceasefire Thursday, ending a bloody 11-day 11, 11 war that caused widespread destruction spanning Israel, the Palestinian territories, and parts of Lebanon. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office said, Israel accepted the Egyptian proposal after a late night meeting of his security cabinet. Hamas quickly followed suit and said it would honor the deal as well. To recap how this latest episode started in April, there was an in the, there was an eviction dispute in Jerusalem neighborhood. So six Palestinian families faced eviction from houses they claim to have lived in since the 1950s. So, Hey, you're not supposed to be here. You have to, you have to go. Okay, well, they disputed it, but it doesn't matter what happened in the 1950s. This is today. You got to go find a place to live. Hey, you know what? You don't have to go home, but you just can't stay here. By the first week of May, this sparked clashes between Palestinians and Israeli security forces around that neighborhood. So now everybody's getting uh, getting all riled up. Violence between Arabs and Jews spread to other parts of the city and triggered several riots. On May 7th, fighting broke out over the Islamic, Islamic mosque compound on Jerusalem's Temple Mount, Temple Mount, a Jewish ho, uh, holy site. Fighting ensues. The Israeli Defense Force makes moves in to protect the site, and Hamas gets involved on the other side and says they'll strike Jerusalem if the, the IDF doesn't withdraw by May 10th. They didn't, so Hamas fired the first rocket. So, you know, what, I've said this before, Dennis Prager has a has a Prager University video and it says, And it talks about how uh, how the Israelis and the Palestinians have been fighting for years. But he said, if the if the Palestinians laid down their laid down their weapons, there'd be peace in that region forever. But if the Israelis laid down their weapons, all the Israelis would be dead because that's what the Palestinians want. They want they want death to uh, infidels. So anybody that doesn't who's not Muslim, they want to kill them. They they uh, they treasure life as much as or they treasure death as much as we treasure life. And so that's what happens. Someone starts it. Someone has to finish it. The ceasefire was Thursday, but Wednesday night we were treated to an exchange on Hannity between Geraldo Rivera, uh, Hannity and and Dan Bongino. Listen to this uh, dumpster fire. If innocent people die, you blame the people that start there the war. There are dozens
2: of Palestinian children dead. There are dozens of Palestinian children dead. And whose fault is that? With, whose e- fault with ammunition is that? provided to Israel by the United or, States without even Roldo, a demand for a whose ceasefire? Fault I demand is that? a ceasefire. I demand, I, I my demand that Israel to demand win, a win the war. Israel needs to win the war against terrorism by what? and terrorists that are firing rockets the at their people. Let's Dan Bongino. let kill all these all these children. Peraldo, you do this every time. It, it, this is such garbage, and I'm really, I'm really getting sick of it. You play this emotional game with the audience and use your position of responsibility to put out misinformation. You know, and stop BS. attacking you did it me. On the punk. police thing, address the issue. You You had the guts to address the issue, it, uh, the address the the issue thing and not again. address it. You just. You, this you is not about yourself, me. Can you? This, you? didn't Ever. come on this show you to can't attack control me. Yourself. You came no, on the show to about talk you about the issue. Because Do again, you're using your position of authority to say things. I'm sick of you, Bongino. I'm sick of you. You're a You're a punk. Outrageous <laughs> Geraldo, you're let an out lunatic. i lunatic. Sorry, let him talk. because you can't.
1: Yeah, uh, Geraldo is an out of control lunatic, he was losing it. He was losing it. Brings me to a, uh, a clip from the Titanic no diamonds, you know, boss. The same thing happened to Geraldo, and his career never recovered.
2: Turn the camera off,
1: yeah. Geraldo, uh, in his uh in the vault where Capone hid stuff and they had this big expose live on TV and there was nothing in it. You know what? Uh, uh apparently Heraldo's never figured out, figured out, uh, how to get his, uh, his, uh, career back online. You know, he's, he's about five foot two, uh, 120 pounds. And with that big, that big mustache, uh, weighs more than the rest of his body. And, uh, he's calling Dan Bongino used to be secret service and military. Um, he's calling him a punk. I'm just thinking, man, this would be more fun if they did it in the studio, side by side. And he did that. I think that would be more entertaining. It'd be like an MMA fight. So uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Hey, you know what? All these Palestinian people are getting killed with with weapons that the United States sold to Israel. Oh my God! It's, it looks like we're we're complicit in this thing. You know what? this is not a this yeah. is not a new thing and the and the israelis have to have to defend themselves when they get attacked and the fact that we supported them by giving them or selling them selling them weapons doesn't mean the United States is complicit it means we support Jews and Christians and you see now it's turned into a now it's turned into a attacks anti-Semitic attacks in in the United States and you just see this stuff and it's 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 ugly. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made a statement. For decades, the U.S. has sold billions of dollars in weaponry to Israel without ever requiring them to respect basic Palestinian rights. In so doing, we have directly contributed to the death, displacement, and disenfranchisement, disenfranchisement of millions. How did, how did uh, AOC know, know a word that big? Ocasio-Cortez, in a statement, announcing the resolution of disapproval. At a time when so many, including President Biden, support a ceasefire, we should not be sending direct attack weaponry to Prime Minister Netanyahu to prolong this violence. I think everyone's kind of looking at this at the wrong angle, hey, anyway. So think about that, folks. I'm sure we'll be talking about it more because this is not going to stop this week, and there's not the ceasefire doesn't mean that. Anyway, uh, I'll, I'm all out of time for this episode of the Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity.